the 90s babes launched in the peak of the female-led project craze. Coincidentally, it began its mint day at the same time that Erika, the lead artist, and her family were fleeing their home in Ukraine as Russia invaded. And from redirecting some of the mint funds to aid with her evacuation, to its epic parties and partnerships, the 90s babe have accomplished a lot in a relatively short period of time. And today, we'll take a look at the project one year later. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. When I first discovered the 90s Babe, I described this project as being the best party on Discord. And still, I would say the Discord grind for this particular project was absolutely the most fun I've ever had. And if you remember during this time, when you're trying to get onto a whitelist for anyone that has been in the space during this time, remembers the frustrating and fun times of trying to grind to get on a whitelist. Now, people such as myself who were working full time, it was absolutely ridiculous. However, this particular project made it very fun because they had Gartic, they had Pokemon, they had trivia nights, they had movie nights, music lounges. There was just so much going on in this space that I can honestly say I have never had as much fun in any Discord than I've had in the 90s Babe Discord. So all the excitement leading up to that mint party, I was so happy. Just the day was finally here that we were getting to mint our 90s babes. But of course, that was overshadowed by the invasion of Ukraine. Now, while we were celebrating getting ready to launch on the fly, the team decided that they were going to put a portion of the mint funds and help to evacuate Eric and her family. That was not on the roadmap. That was originally not planned. Of course, no one expected an invasion and a war to break out in the middle of the launch. However, much credit to this team. That is what they decided to do before a single mint went through. So they had no idea if they were going to really have the funds to do this, but they committed that they were going to use their efforts in this stage that they were given in order to do something good. But a lot of crazy things were happening during this time because between February and March, things started to really slow down within the NFT community and things weren't selling out as much as they were. The Discord grinds and all the excitement that was around these launches started to fade down. And really between... The peak of the NFT market in January of 2022, until about May, when Goblin Town really popularized the free mints, the entire market was on a downward spiral. So unfortunately for this project, it really launched at the worst possible time. Not only was the war taking place and affecting the team, but also the market was not doing well. So unfortunately, the 10,000 tokens did not sell out as planned. However, the team still went forward with the roadmap. As I initially said, the donation to Eric and her family for the evacuation, that was added to the roadmap, but it was never a part of the initial one. But at 10%, there was a Nintendo 64 bundle that was given away. That was something that was very exciting. They gave away the Nintendo 64, the four controllers, GoldenEye, and all those classic games that we loved to play back in the 90s. And if I'm not mistaken, a holder that was located in Germany was the person that won that. So that was all bundled and shipped out there. Then, of course, there was 10,000 copies of a book called I Love My Happy Mama that was donated to all sorts of organizations across North America, and that was to help with postpartum depression, and that is something that mothers go through that is a lot more common than a lot of people think, but that's what that book was all about, helping mothers to cope with that. So they gave out 10,000 copies or donated with that, and that was given out all part of the roadmap, regardless of how much was sold. Then there was another step, milestone at 3,000, which was the party with the babes at NFT NYC. And from what I heard, I was not there. However, that was probably the best party out of all the parties last year, NFT NYC. 
Everyone was speaking about that. And I remember there was so much hype and excitement about that, saying, wow, this was such a huge success. And so many people came into the community buying tokens after that. And it was just a great time. It was a lot of momentum that was built at that. And still till this day, a lot of people say that was the highlight of their experience going to NFT NYC, which says a lot because so many things are going on at that event. And then at 5,000, would kick off the Women Without Wallet initiative. And that was something to onboard women that do not have any wallets or NFTs. And there was just an educational program, getting them to set up their MetaMask per se, getting their first 90 babes without having to hold any ETH or anything, just educating about the space. And I thought that was a great thing. That was actually one of the reasons why I came into this project, besides the fact that it was just so nostalgic and I loved the 90s. But then also they had other steps such as the Prince, which luckily I was one of those who won. I still haven't claimed it yet. However, I did win one of the random drawings for the print. So I selected the 90s babe that I want to put up on my wall, have that framed. And when I do set up my YouTube studio and what have you, that is something that's going to be in the background because I absolutely love these. Then they had the 90s store, which had the fanny packs, the hats, the merchandise, and all sorts of cool things, very nostalgic and throwback to the 90s. And just even looking at it, browsing, the excitement that people had, the laughs on their face to see some of these throwback items, that in itself was just fun. And then the last thing that was planned to be on the roadmap, which has been adjusted, was the time traveling to other decades. So the plan was to sell out the 10,000 and then the community would vote on which decade should we travel to next. Should it be the 70s, the 60s, the 80s, or maybe the early 2000s, which one has the most interest? We can have some art and launch another collection based on that. However, as I said, towards the end of March, things really just got pretty uncertain within Web3 and NFTs in general. So the sales really slowed down. Even with the push from the party at NFT NYC, 10,000 was a large number to try to sell out. So the decision was made by the community, a vote that was put out there by the team. We had a all hands on deck holders meeting within the Discord and we voted on it. And we all made the decision, or I should say, most of us made the decision to cut the supply in half and all unite, create some content, get excited and pushing it to sell out. And that sellout party was just as exciting as the initial mint party. It was really fun. I won't lie. So in the process of that, that final push, there was all sorts of things. There was airdrops, there were sales, there were events, promos, contests, and quite a bit. And I don't exactly remember how many of them I ended up winning. However, I know I at least got two of them because there were some airdrops and there were some one-for-ones and so forth. So that was a great time. And, and as someone who is in the space collecting, especially with this project, because it is so fun, nostalgic of the 90s, really reminds me of Pokemon cards. And I constantly make that connection. It's because really, this is what this whole NFT space did for me. When I realized the connection between holding these tokens, they're legitimate, they're authentic, they're verifiable, they cannot be copied. And then looking back at my days of collecting Pokemon cards and always wanting to have those holographics, those first editions and so forth. This is the value that I was able to connect with the blockchain and got me excited about NFTs. And once I fell down that rabbit hole, there was no looking back. At that point, I started to see all the value for business, marketing identification, and pretty much every application that you could possibly see. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, the things that you cannot unsee. Well, once you see the value of the blockchain, well, then it opens up your mind to everything else. And I was always someone that was like, yeah, I don't want to speculate on crypto and all that stuff. But once I saw the real world value of this technology, it was like I could never go back. And this was one of the projects as far as on ETH that got me so excited about it. And it was because of that nostalgia. So since selling out at the 5,000, really a lot of things have sort of calmed down. There's been a little events here and there. There's been Twitter spaces and excitement from the group, movie nights and the usual, the Gartic games and trivia nights and so forth. 
But recently, there was a space just announcing all the different developments that were coming up. And the major thing that was announced, a little bit of alpha, not all the details are out as yet. But the one thing that was shared for us to look out for and get excited about was the fact that there was a partnership with the organization that helped to produce the 1989 version of Batman. And they're going to have this 90s forever I guess you'd say a membership. And as holders of 90s babes, we're going to have access as the founding member. So anyone that will be at NFT LA, you're going to be there for the live event. If you have a 90s babe, you're going to get to access this thing, go there and live and really take advantage of some of the utility that comes with being a member of that. The thing that's exciting for me with that, hearing that is number one, I'm probably one of the biggest fans of Batman altogether. And as far as all the superheroes who technically he really isn't a superhero, he doesn't really have superpowers. But I've always liked the fact that here's this guy, which is an overachiever, basically. He can't fly. He can't do this, but he's just bold. He's willing to stand up, work with the tech and do all sorts of things. And because of that, he's basically one of the greatest heroes that we've ever known, I think is just amazing. And partnering with them, one of my favorite heroes, very nostalgic to my childhood. And I just will never grow up from Batman. I have a Batman t-shirt and I watch every Batman movie that comes out and all sorts of things. So looking at that saying, wow, this is one of the partnerships that they're going to have in this new era, I think is just very great. And I'm looking forward to the things that come out of it. But this project really was a slow burn project. That's one of the terms that was coined by Brian Fanzo from the NFT 365 project and podcast, because this wasn't one of those hyped projects that sold out in the first 15 minutes of launch. This wasn't something that sold out with the help of massive influencers pumping and promoting it and getting everyone to flip into it and make tons of money and just unload it onto some unsuspecting sucker that ends up coming around the corner as everything is crashing and burning. No, this is something that was truly community driven. I minted three on day one. I ended up selling one of the three that I minted because I needed the funds to purchase something that I saw on the market that I really loved. But since then, I haven't sold any and I've just been collecting them. When people are throwing these on the floor, if it's a trait that I like, I just have been snatching them up and throwing them into the wallet and throwing them into the vault. And the reason being is, as I said, as a collector, someone who's just having fun with this, this is just nostalgic. And I'm not someone who is looking at this and saying, hey, I'm going to try to flip this and pay rent or get a down payment for my house within three months, right? No, what I'm doing is I'm collecting this stuff because I truly love the art. I truly love the era. I love the project, the community, everything that's going on there. And that's why I buy them. Honestly, and the only reason why I even know the floor price of this project is because Every now and then, I just want to see what's laying on the floor, if there's anything that I just want to snatch up or pick up because for whatever reason, someone doesn't value it. If it's a great trait that I don't have in the collection yet, or maybe it's something that I just really like, even if I already have it and I just want it, why not, right? But the cool thing about this, I think, is not only the community and the willingness to collect a bunch of holders, even some of the people that said, yeah, I paper handed this, I should have held it longer and so forth, they regret selling it and they come back, they buy some more. And as far as how the team is just willing to pivot, things didn't go as planned, selling out 10,000 in a very short period of time, hitting all the targets in the roadmap and so forth, yet the adjustment with the community, the support that was there, learning how to build a bridge and make some connections the team actually has a marketing background and it shows because marketers have to pivot, trial and error, learn from the mistakes, see what's going on, adjust with it, flow with the market and so forth. And that's what this team definitely is doing. And some people might look at this project and say, well, you know, they've been out for over a year and none of them have sold for over an ETH. 
So therefore, this project really isn't doing much. But I would say that is a terrible way of trying to measure the success of a project because not to mention there could be a lot of wash trading, people trying to hype and pump up the project by doing some false sales to themselves. But even without that, let's just say these are legitimate sales. Some of these projects are just doing absolutely amazing. What I'm trying to say is you can't really measure the success of a project solely based on the sales volume or the price. Some people are buying these for very different reasons. As I said, for me, it is fun, right? And I personally don't put a value on nostalgia. I'm not looking to get an ROI out of a feel-good moment hanging out with Batman and stuff like that, right? So it all depends on what you value, what you think is awesome. And I think that's one of the cool things. There's so many different types of projects that are out there and understanding what the community is looking for, the things that they value, how they align with a particular project is one of the skills that I think a lot of people are lacking because some people are just launching this stuff still thinking that the NFT is the product and like that's the end all. But no, what exactly are the people buying? They're buying into a community. They might be buying into some fun art pieces. They might be buying into a movement, a feeling. They might be getting NFTs for a hundred different reasons, maybe education, just being a part of something bigger. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. And I think the idea of a marketing team seeing that, knowing that people are in this project for nostalgia, not necessarily for a return, allows them to do some interesting things and build partnerships and things for the future. It really is not a short-term play. And that's where the whole slow burn, building for the future mentality comes from. And I absolutely love it. Because a lot of these projects that received a lot of hype within the first 30 days, they have crashed, they have burned, and we have no idea where they are or their founders right now, their communities have scattered, and literally they would take a dollar for any of their NFTs right now. However, projects like this that did not have that initial hype still have that community, the founders are still working and everything. I'm very excited about that. But I'd love to know, what slow burn projects out there are you excited about that you'd love me to take a look at, maybe highlight, give a little bit of history of, cover all the accomplishments that they've had over the year? Please feel free to let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.